welcome back, everybody. It's time for another episode of Living Hope, a weekly journey designed to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer. Sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. With our host, our host for the holidays here. A couple of people dressed in red here, not Roberta. She's in purple. I know. I just can't seem to get out of the purple. <laughs> what can I say? But it's the holidays, and we're going to talk holidays here. Yes, we are. Holidays are supposed to be happy and full of love, and sometimes they can be very difficult. So we thought we'd ask Stephanie Rubacabajo to join us today and kind of talk about some ways that we can deal with the holidays and honor the memory of our loved ones and still keep them with us because it's very important you know to keep them with us so stephanie's been with us for here for a few times with us she's been a caregiver to her mother-in-law and also to her grandmother yes right so it's got to be the hardest thing to i know when my first year after my father died or my mother died or whatever that first year it seems to be the hardest or or if they died before the holiday that first holiday does it get easier over time or is it always there i don't know i'd say ache is less and over time the sadness turns into fond memories you just start thinking more and more about the good times or decorating my tree it reminds me of my my grandmother she made christmas so beautiful every year i pray for her christmas magic and when I see my tree done, I think grandmother, like my, my grandma, she would have loved this tree. <laughs> you know, every year she would have been so happy to see my home decorated and us uh, baking cookies and carrying on traditions like making tamales with the family and, you know, having Santa Claus come to the house. Yeah, it's hard because I can't say... I mean, it depends. The first holidays is always the roughest. Absolutely. But then the ones after that, I I just never know what's going to happen and what to expect. So you kind of have to go with the flow because sometimes it seems like, not that it's easy, but it's easier or different, but where you can kind of get through it. And then other times it's just like something will happen and I just, you know, you really, really miss them. So it's, you know, I think I mentioned before my mom and dad had a certain place on the couch where they would sit during Christmas when we'd open presents and stuff and for the longest time I wouldn't let anybody sit there because you know that was their spot and it felt really uncomfortable but I think through time you know we've been able to make them part which is something that's important we want to talk about today so I think you said it in a way I'll never forget you said at some point the hurt turns into happy memories you still remember them but the first time you remember them you can't think of it but then later on you know I think all of us have holiday memories of parents something they did or they said or they like to do or something here and i think of my own parents and i think now those things don't make me cry they make me smile i remember the things we used to do but in the beginning yeah it would make you cry to think of those things yeah you look forward to it in a way to make sure that you instill all those things yeah you know that i mean as a kid growing up my stocking was my dad's work sock you know so i always had, his work sock yeah, it was hope work he washed sock. it <laughs> yeah it, it, it was clean it was white it was clean but that was what i hung up every year was my dad so i always try to make sure that i have that and put the same things in our stockings at home that we did you know when i was a kid which was like nuts and, and oranges and some fruit along with the candy canes and the good stuff but yeah, so things have changed quite a bit. I don't put up, you know, my kids, they get to have a real stock. They <laughs> get a real stock. <laughs> but it was just, just like I said, it's just a memory, something that now makes me laugh, whereas before, you know, it would have been a, a something sad. But it's memories, and it's important to keep them alive, I think. I don't know if everybody feels that way, but that's my take on it. So 
I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. <laughs> no, I find it's important to keep memories alive. I think my grandmother, when she was sick, she told me, don't forget me. Mm. Please don't forget me. Think of me. Okay, remember me. And, you know, the holidays, I think of her every day. And we just made tamales this past weekend. And my sister's granddaughter, so it would be my grandmother's great, great granddaughter. She was at the table making tamales, spreading masa. And I looked at that little girl and I thought, gosh, my grandmother is right here with us, Mm -hmm. you know, loving these kids and so happy that we're carrying on the traditions that were important to her and are important to us, you know. I think so. And I think, like I said, that first holiday can be difficult. But I think if you can try to instill something that your family that they did, I think it makes it a little bit easier. And I've even had people tell me that they leave one chair empty with a place sitting. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I could do that only because it would be a constant reminder. But I think to have the dish like, you know, my mom, she was famous for her green beans. And we have that every Thanksgiving and every Christmas. And it's just something that we all enjoy and look forward to and it, it keeps her there with us but i think it's important like you say not to forget and i mean why are we here if we're going to die and then we're going to be forgotten it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me well it goes back to your thing you say at the end of each show you know as long as you as long as you remember as long as you say my name in a certain sense i'm still alive even if it's just in your memory it's when people stop remembering your name or remembering you exist and you're just a photo in some album from a long time ago what, what does the community do during this period of time? Is this a tough period? Do pancreatic cancer organizations do extra outreach, extra gifts, extra things, uh, extra counseling? I don't know. What do you what do you do during this period of time, or does everybody just sort of handle it on their own here? No, you can reach out to uh, patient services, and you know they'll can give you some support groups that you can go to. There's a list of them. We also have. One that happens, you know, every Friday that a survivor does that, you know, people can go to and and talk. But I think a lot of it is reaching out, whether if it's to a family member or to, you know, somebody professional, just to reach out, not to keep that that feeling inside. Because it's okay, whatever you're feeling, it's okay. I mean, if you're feeling sad, you know, angry, whatever you are feeling, it's okay. And let's just get it out and deal with it. But many organizations have support groups so you know you can go to like i said pancan.org or let's win hirschberg any of those and find a support group that will help you through the the difficult times and a lot of them even put things on their website that you can read and how to get through the difficult um, times and i was actually going to bring this up a little bit later but actually the church that i attend saint james in newport beach Mm -hmm. they do something called a blue christmas and people can go and find out about that and sign up and go. But it's dealing with, you know, exactly what you're feeling, knowing not, not everybody feels happy at Christmas time, and it's okay to feel that and way. And you, you feel almost forced to feel happy because there's happy music, happy, everybody's happy, happy New Year's, happy Merry <laughs> Christmas. And you're like, yeah, right. That and you want, like, whoever, your family or whatever, you don't want to maybe being, be bringing them down too. So there's kind of a, I think, a fake happiness that you're going through, which yeah. just can be very stressful. So I don't know, I've kind of gotten to the point to where, you know, whatever you're feeling, it's okay, let's just let's Do people ever it. cancel the holidays and just say, no, I can't do it this year? I've had, yes, I've heard from people who did. They don't, they don't put up any decorations. They don't put up anything at all, the tree. They don't celebrate it all, no presents. And it's not just the celebration, you know, of presents, obviously, but they do nothing at all. And I think that's kind of hard, Trying too. Trying to just cheat it like another day. Yeah, just like it never happened. But I don't know, I think you kind of miss something when you do that, too, so... 
So you're going to give us some tips or ideas on how to how to handle the holiday here? Well, I think, you know, Stephanie has a lot that, that they do. I'd like for her to talk a little bit more about what her and her family does and just the joy because you can see. She's wearing know. red. so yeah. she's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she is. Fun. She's all Christmassy. And we have some little Christmas decorations Paul put up. Looks really nice. Yeah. Little tree, a couple reindeers here. So I think, you know, get, just getting sometimes into the mood can really change you. So in a good way, if you can kind of find some like happiness or good times in there. So. Maybe Stephanie can share with us some of the things I know she does besides, you know, tamales and all that, but a little bit more detail, what you and your family do. And, and, and give us the background again. You were taking care of what, your grandmother or your mother? I forgot. I helped take care of my maternal grandmother, and I was more of a supporting person in that sense, but I was an actual caregiver for my mother-in-law. Mm, that's right. And then, so, and what time of year did she die? When was it like, why so many people die close to the holidays or right after the holidays? They sort of hang on for the holidays. So my maternal grandmother, she actually, like the, the typical, you know, woman, she <laughs> hung on for us until New Year's Day. Or actually, she passed away on, officially passed away on the 2nd. Mm -hmm. So she lived through the holidays and it was really important to her that we keep doing anything Christmas during that time. So we made cookies, we decorated cookies, we played music, we decorated the house, we had a Christmas tree for her to see. Cause she just, she loved decorating the Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree was her favorite uh, Christmas carol. <laughs> and we sing it every year. <laughs> My family, we sing Christmas carols on Christmas Day with Santa. And we sing that song, you know, in memory of her. And so what was it like that first year? You're trying to force yourself to go. You probably didn't feel like doing it, but you want to do it for her because it's important to her. How do you get through? What do you tell other people struggling with these same issues? Well, I wanted to honor her. And it was important to her. And as a caregiver, I've, I feel strongly that we are there not only to make them um, comfortable, but to try to keep their spirits up if we can. So keeping a smile on your face, you know, and sure you do have to fake it, but I feel like I owed it to them to have a smile on my face so that they could see love and not a struggle that was important to me when taking care of, of my loved ones. And so with that, I felt like I needed to keep the traditions going to put a smile on her face to, to make her happy. And it was hard. It was like putting a mask on and the mask was a little heavy, but you know, while we were in the middle of, you know, singing Christmas carols, you know, it got a little easier in those acts because I could see her happy <laughs> and I promised we'd keep the traditions going and that made her feel good you know knowing that what was important to her is important to us and that we'll remember her in those times and sure it was it was difficult I'd say the first few years it was hard but now you know we'd say oh grandma would have loved this or she would have made fun of this or my last name's ho so <laughs> she probably would have went shopping and found anything ho 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 at <laughs> ho, any ho, store ho. Yeah, right. and bought it for me <laughs> and so i feel like you know i'm smiling right now because i could just see her bring stuff for me so i think that i think that helped her in that time and the holidays 
you know, her being ill during the holidays, that was hard. And I think it was hard on anybody that loved her that came to see her. It was hard on them, you know, because they'll always think back when they think of her and think of her at that time. It was during Christmas. Yeah, I think remembering your last Christmas, your last holiday together is always difficult. But, you know, for the longest time, like my mom, (laughs) her song was, you know, Jingle, was it Jingle Bell Rock and (laughs) Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Those are the songs that we always attributed to her. And for the first year, it was really difficult. I couldn't really listen to it. I'd hear it and I'd have to either turn down the radio or change the station because, you know, it just was something I wasn't ready to do. Even though my mom passed away earlier in the year, the holiday was the first holiday without her was was very difficult. But um, now, you know, we hear Grandma got run over by the reindeer, and we laugh because remember her reaction to the song the first time she heard it. And mm-hmm. you know, we would always say this is you know Granny's song. And so, you know. <laughs> what about people who are in hospitals or hospice situations? So that's going to be even harder because you're trying to carry on in there obviously in a bed or something here. It's difficult, but you know, for what I've experienced, I don't know if Tiffany has a different one, but for the hospital staff has been really, just really step up a lot Mm -hmm. and do something extra and make sure, I mean, even Santa Claus comes to visit the adult patients Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So they do what they can. And I think the family, a lot of us, you know, take turns and go to visit, you know, somebody when they are in the hospital or whatever and try to make it as pleasant. You know, I have right now, my nephew is in the hospital and probably will be for Christmas and, I know the nurses are doing an awesome job trying to make him happy and feel good. And, you know, I'm sure we'll, you know, be decorating his room. And, you know, there's just a lot to do. And I think that even helps you. It makes you feel better because you're bringing something, you know, joyous to somebody who maybe not be feeling so good. And I think when they see that you care, that might even make them feel a little bit better as well. I don't know. Was your was your grandma sick during during Christmas, her last Christmas? Yes, she was in um, hospice. So she was home. But I think... Like you said, the hospital, they let you bring in. I always brought in, if they were in the, she, when, when she was in the hospital, I brought in a framed picture of, you know, us together. And, you know, a mini Christmas tree, you know, like you said, decorating. And it's giving a gift. And I know it would make me feel good to know that people were thinking of me. And I know it made um, my grandmother and my mother-in-law, people brought flowers you know, she was in hospice as well, and it was right before the holidays. And um, she felt good that people were thinking about her, you know, that they cared about her. Yeah, I was in the hospital um, during Christmas one year, and it was it was something that, you know, they came and decorated my room with the cards and the nurses, like I said, that, and everybody did something a little bit special, you know, to make you feel at least good. <laughs> you can only feel so good being there, but, you know, it, it made you feel like, man, these you know, people really do care. Yeah. And I think that is the feeling there is just knowing that they care. And then for us to be able to go and give that, I think, is very helpful for our, what we're going through as well. I agree. My mom used to go in the hospital a lot. She had Parkinson's and other things and dementia. So before she died, many years you know, in and out of the hospital around the holidays and every year. And at one time, I said to my dad, I said, I don't know what to do anymore. And I don't, I don't know, should I be trying to be up should i be somber should i be asking what, what do i do he said just be there mm-hmm. we all think we got to do something perfect for people when they're ill just be there yeah you don't have to say anything just be there just be there. touch their hand yeah. just you know i thought that i'll never forget that you know just just be there yeah it's not the words that you say it's the action that you do so you know i think that's really important if you can be there however it is 
you know, whether it's a phone call or now we can do Zoom or whatever, just the fact mm-hmm. that you're there. But the personal, to me, is always the personal personal visit. That personal touch is really important. But if you can't do that, reach out however you can. Did You said your grandma, she, did she have a favorite cookie that she liked to make? I know she did. Did she do like the, the, the tamales and... She did tamales. I, I was telling my dad I have a memory. She's my, She was my maternal grandmother, but my father was really close to my mom's parents. And um, I have a memory of him mixing masa in the sink and then doing the sink test. And my grandma being all excited because, you know, my dad was strong and, you know, he was mixing the masa for her. Um, we always did a trick tamale, so we would stuff it with beans or a hot dog or something, and whoever hot got dog. it was like the joke, right? She liked to make, she was an excellent cook and uh, baker, and she liked to make sandies, mm. and oh man, they were so good. She made fruitcake, and I know people are like, gross. I never liked fruitcake. Oh, hers just, was good. I can't get into fruitcake. Dry. Know, hers was not dry. <laughs> oh, it was good. And then she'd make those Hershey Kiss cookies, you know, the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss in them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and those were good. I can't think of, gosh, it's been so long since, you know, I've had anything from my grandma. Banana bread. That was a big like deal. Banana bread. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, do we do this? Is sort of off the topic, but this is this is sort of one of my common themes I talk about this time of year. When I was a kid, families did all this stuff, a lot of cooking, a lot of getting together. Mm-hmm. I maybe it's because we live in a packaged society and uh, everything. I don't see young people embracing my daughter. I'm not trying to throw her under the bus, but she doesn't want to do any of this <laughs> stuff here. My wife doesn't want to do any of this stuff anymore here. You know, to, I see so many couples, younger couples. Yeah, maybe we'll do a little bit, but not like we used to do, where it went on for days or, you know, mm. lots and lots and lots of effort, because it's a lot of effort and everybody's working. Money. Money, whatever. I just feel, I is it just me? Maybe it's just my family, but I feel like traditions are falling by the wayside. Few. I, th- I think they are in a lot of families, but I think, like, we try to keep as much alive as we can. Like I said, my dad's favorite thing was fudge, so I have to make, you know, fudge every year, and it has to have pecans in there. there so, you, you know, and like I said, my mom's green beans. So there's something to keeping up the tradition, the tradition with tamales that you're So you think your kids will do that? On. Your kids will, when as they have families and stuff, or will they make fudge and beans or something or whatever? Probably as long as I'm alive, I'll be doing it. That's what I'm saying. So but, at some point when you pass the baton and they do it. But I hope so because they are very interested in like getting some of the family recipes. So mm-hmm. now when I'm making something, maybe hopefully they're not listening. My plan <laughs> is to maybe give it to them at Christmas is, you know, to start a recipe book of the family recipes. That would be wonderful. Yeah, because it's something they have asked for. And yeah. like I said, they're they're men. So it's like, oh, okay. I never would. I would have thought more of that from my daughter or daughter-in-law, right? Right. But the, b- both boys have asked for, you know, certain recipes so now that i'm making them i'll make them take a photo and i'm interning that into the thing so hopefully they will continue at some point in hispanic households i know tamales is still continuing that's still a big deal yeah but other than that i mean what do you think do you have kids and are they going to carry it on oh i think so my boys they're teenagers and they were in the kitchen making tamales along with us and asking questions or giving their opinion on the meat from last year to this year and Mm. they enjoy eating them so i think this is maybe one of the last years my mom will do it because it's so much work and so hopefully she'll allow me to do it and then it'll be you know my boys might be more involved but they like all the traditions and we've added some in um so that when it comes time 
for them to have their own families they'll they'll be able to carry the carry those on like having their own personal ornament and one of the things i did after my mother-in-law passed was i had their elf send when, when did this elf uh, thing start i know thing. when i was a kid this elf on the shelf that, elf. that elf has to do you know the whole deal i, I was this was, was new to me a couple of years ago when my grandson said, asked for where the elf on the shelf was and then we got to move it all the time when he's not there it's they, a uh, secret so yeah it was Sorry meant if he's listening all these parents they now they their elves are bad and the kids get to see bad things but what it was really intended for was this woman came up with it so that her kids would behave and the elf was watching, and they couldn't touch it, you know, because yeah, right, it was if magic. You, if you touch it, then it blows all the magic. Yeah. So now... Which is why I touched all the elves last year. <laughs> no, you, They're they, done. They can't see, but, but um, you know, you hide it, and the kids have to find it. And, you know, of course, my elf would be like, stop fighting with your brother. And um, But I would have the elf um, send or bring back from Santa Claus an ornament from their grandmother, and it was always an angel. Mm-hmm. And they loved getting that, and it w- the first Christmas was so hard, especially on my boys, because it was a difficult situation that we were in. We moved to another state, and we were living in someone else's home, and they were so close to their grandmother. She that we lived together when she got ill. It was really hard on the boys to see her uh, like that. Instead of playing with them, she was in bed. Um, so that was a tradition that we have a new one but that we'll keep and hopefully they they can carry that on. But, you know, we make gingerbread houses and we make Christmas ornaments. I'm coming to your house. It's oh my fun. Goodness. We have so much fun. I'm coming we, to your house. That's all the things. We don't do any of that stuff anymore. We like to go see the lights at Naples. Even though they're older, they still want to do it. I love to go see the lights. Yeah. Yeah. I have to drag everybody. Let's go see the lights. And they're like, oh, we've seen them every year. I don't need to see them <laughs> it's again. It's fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. And they love all that. You know, bringing their kids or ha- uh, their friends or uh, having their cousins come over and we like to bake cookies so we'll make the cookies i won't tell you what we call them but the, uh, no now you gotta now you gotta it's embarrassing it's okay we're we're family here it's just the three of us just the three of us here i don't know if it's appropriate for radio talk but the hershey kiss cookies and so now i make them and my boys enjoy making them you know we have the big mixers going and we pick other cookies to make new recipes that we think might be good so we're gonna make candy this year and candy you can make candy you know the who can make candy the the (laughs) kind with the cherries and the filling and we'll do gingerbread this year and of course we'll do our traditional hershey kiss cookie Okay, I'm not letting you off the hook. You got to tell us what you call it. Uh, at least off the air. <laughs> off the air. Off the air. Because I don't want to offend anybody. We'll post it here. <laughs> I just, I, I think holidays are magic, but they can be, as you get older, they can be sad. And that's the whole purpose of this show here. You know, yeah. Because as I was looking at a picture, <laughs> talking about sad, I was looking at a picture of my mother, her sister, and her brother, and their various spouses and kids, my older cousins, I realized there's not a ton of people in the picture. I'm the only one left standing. Yeah. That's another, you know, I'm the last of the Mohicans here. I'm the last of the tribe. I thought, whoa, that hit me. They're all gone. All my, my, my mom, my aunt, my uncle, and their spouses and their kids are, there's some grand, you know, younger kids or something, but I'm the oldest one left. I think too a lot of times we don't stop and think about the person who doesn't have anybody who doesn't oh. have family. Yeah, and then you bringing that up is something that's really important mm-hmm. because you know they're the ones that I think are more 
Optima we should be concerned about that you know doesn't have anybody to celebrate with or to even talk how to. How many people so. have to go through all this alone? How many, particularly seniors, you know, they get cancer, any sorts of thing, they have to deal with this alone. They're divorced, their spouse died, their kids are far away, or there's a fight or whatever, you know, a thousand reasons. I think they're more and more, and that we're living so much older. I always said when my aunt died, my aunt was a very social person, belonged to church choir, women's groups, worked forever, loved all the stuff. But by the time she died at 93, I think there were three people at her funeral. They're all gone. Yeah, Her whole network had disappeared. I think it's important, to, if you can, to open up your home to people that don't have a place to go. Or um, uh, My mom, she's really great at this. Um, she'll say, oh, what are you planning for the holidays? What, what are your traditions? What do you guys like to eat? Uh, what, what will you be doing this year? How will you spend it? And when someone says, we don't have anywhere to go, she says, come to my house. You're welcome to come. We have a lot of food. She said some of it's a little cheesy. We have Santa Claus come and we take (laughs) pictures with him. It's my brother. (laughs) Don't um, don't spill the beans. And (laughs) we sing Christmas carols and you don't have to, but you're welcome to. And we sing karaoke and we dance. Wow. And she tells people and different people show up and we play games too you know and and it's so great because then they don't have they don't if they don't want to we eat and watch football that's all we do (laughs) they don't have to stay alone if they don't want to and you know and it's great because then they kind of have like they can see they they understand i think each of us a little more when they see us together so what time should Roberta and I show up? <laughs> Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Okay, we'll be there with our Christmas gear on here. But, you know, inviting people to join you or, you know, just checking on them. Hey, you know, I know, you know, this might be a difficult time. Would you like to get together or how's it going? Or is there something that I can do to make it a little more comfortable for you? I think checking in on people, you know, if we can remember is is a good thing. Yeah, reaching out. I did a program this year, which I hadn't heard of before, that the post office put out, which I thought was really great. You could either write a letter. Hmm. Oops, I don't want to give too much. I guess you shouldn't, huh? No kids listening. But you, could, <laughs> you, know, you could help Santa by, yeah. you know, writing letters because, you know, he's so busy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just playing Santa. And I thought that, to me, that was something that was really refreshing and something I really enjoyed because you want to give to somebody who maybe doesn't have what you have or for whatever reason. So I think reaching out, looking at what your community offers that maybe you can get involved with to help somebody out there who may not have family or may be alone. And I always worry about our homeless people, you know, because they're out there in the cold and, you know, so I'm getting really, I mean, you don't have to spend a lot of money, but any kind of blankets or towels, big towels that you can give and maybe just going off and, you know, dropping them off. I, I think, even though we've lost, you know, our loved ones, I think if you're out there doing something, you feel better. Yes. And even if you don't feel at the moment like going to Stephanie's house and celebrating, I think once you get there, that mood, it's going to rub off on you. So instead of staying home and just, you know, dwelling on it, get out and find something. Because it's hard to ignore the holidays. I've tried that a couple of times. Yeah, it doesn't work. You see every commercial every time. And this year they started so darn early. They start early and early, July. And yeah. It's crazy. Which was, you know, and it's something that, you know, my church had also pointed out that it was starting earlier this year, but somebody said, well, maybe that means we need God in our life more. And maybe maybe that is it. But, you know, it's just, it's a really tough time. And I don't want people just to think, you know, you can feel whatever you need to feel. You're not wrong in what you feel. But let's at least try to get out and just 
remember that person that we've we've lost and you know keep their memory alive however it is whether it's through a song a letter a picture you know a recipe you know something let's just try you know to make it the best we can and I don't because well, it helps you get them. through it and it helps honor them it's the be- best of both worlds they, Do, they don't get forgotten doing something in their name you know um, um i find um, helping people helps me in like, grief so maybe you know encouraging people you know i know you're sad you know maybe helping getting out there and helping the homeless or toys for tots or a you know a toy drive or a clothing drive or a food drive you know, um, I said grief is one of the strangest emotions because your body tries to tell you what to do. If, you, if you're sick, you sleep. But when you're grieving, you just want to be alone, and that's not really the best thing to do is just be alone and dwell on it. No, I think it makes it worse. I think it does. You yeah. know? Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I've gotten in the habit, and I'm going to blame Dawn for this, is watching the Christmas movie, Dawn Camber, who <laughs> is a host here on another show, but she got me into watching Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel of all things. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love Oh, she that. loves all the, she was talking about it before, I can't wait I to curl up and watch all these dopey, sappy uh, Oh, they're Hallmark so good, because they end happy. I have a Christmas movie. <laughs> list oh my my phone yes yes and so when people ask me oh what are your favorite movies i have it and i forward it to them (laughs) but you know sometimes i mean yeah they're cheesy and you know how they're gonna end oh my god but really when you watch it and if you cry and you're able to whatever that kind of helps a release yeah so i think you know any way that you you know you're grieving you know like i said sometimes it does help to release it it does Mm -hmm. help to cry i may not be able to laugh right away but it does help to get out there and cry so pick one of these cheesy movies watch it cry your heart out and (laughs) hopefully you know um you know it, it, it will help you because it's just something grief like paul was saying it's so different it's so different for everybody yes. and you never know when it's going to and there is either. no right way to handle it that's what Correct. i've learned but listen to the show everybody wants to say well you got to get out you got to do this you got to do and I'm like, i don't got to do anything you know? yeah no it's just whatever is right for you that's the right way but just if you can but don't give in to just wallowing in it that doesn't help doesn't that doesn't make it go away no if anything i think it probably makes it worse so just if you can do something for your loved one that they would have enjoyed then you know, let's do it. Any parting words from Stephanie that you want to leave anybody with? Parting words? Words of wisdom? I'm amazed that you really, the depth of your traditions. Here I started off saying that, you know, I think <laughs> traditions are fading. Uh, families don't have as much time, as much money, as much effort. They just want to go out and buy something. The commercial part of it's still big. Everybody gives toys and presents and they decorate the tree. I get that. But I don't know that they spend play games and sing carols and uh, do all the other things it's like you sort of come you rip open the presents and then you eat and watch football that maybe that was just my family's tradition <laughs> or not not that exciting yeah wow i'm coming to her house you should film it put it like a christmas special or christmas oh show. there we go yeah we could do a little people, people right? ask like is this really what you do <laughs> I mean, we started when we started like a hallmark a movie bank. yeah, yeah there we so are. so that i'd say start new traditions of your own and so we should do this everybody should start a new tradition just come up with something this year we're going to make whatever we're going to do something we're going to go somewhere we're going to give something we're going to we're going to come up with something creative that's the challenge yeah a new tradition i'd say um and i think the best kind are the kind that make you happy and help somebody yeah i i I agree and i 
for um, Thanksgiving. I actually started. I don't know why I never did this before. I made my first homemade cranberry sauce. Ooh! And let go. me tell you, that was so darn easy. That's the new tradition. And I've also <laughs> learned how to make apple cider. So those are my oh, tenu- nice. Yes. Apple, you can make apple cider. Yes, you can. I was very much surprised, okay. and it turned out really great. So that's going to be. You know the new things but i i agree i think if you can add something new every year and we do yeah. the same we did an angel for the christmas tree after losing my mom dad and my mother and father-in-law so it's just something they're part of that tree they're part of that yes. tradition there and it's go. something we need to keep so there you go today i wanted to it's a little different dedication but i do want to dedicate it to the church that i go to saint james in newport beach because i love the fact that they're doing this concert that it's okay to feel blue mm. and it'll be my first time attending so i'll let you know how it goes it's, it's a great yes. idea because yeah. it acknowledges what's underlying this thing for a lot of exactly people. they're telling you it's okay the way you're feeling and it's next yeah. thursday and if you want more information you go to info at st james org. it's open to the public it's just like a concert or something it is i don't know if there's a price for tickets i haven't gotten that far yet but you can go to their website and it'll just show you on there what, okay. what, what's needed so. other than that we'll all be at five o'clock at stephanie's house <laughs> there playing <you> go. games <laughs> singing songs bring the spiked apple cider spiked apple cider <laughs> homemade apple cider i'll bring the booze <laughs> that's welcomed <laughs> All right, good stuff. Well, it's worth talking about this because too many of us just try and hide from all this during the holidays. You gotta talk about it. All right, thanks guys. Well, there you have it. Hopefully that puts a little uh, happiness into your holiday here. It gives you some thoughts, ideas. It's okay, however you feel. It's a special time and we enjoy you coming back each and every time to this special event living hope weekly journey designed to provide hope inspiration education for anyone and all living with pancreatic cancer if you are suffering or know somebody that is and needs help always the numbers to start with lots of places hirschberg foundation pancan uh, if you want to call them it's 8772 the number p-a-n-c-a-n and if nothing else just join us every week as we continue down this journey of trying to figure out how to how to how to navigate this one living hope right here in orange county's only community radio station oc talk radio streaming live from our studios at the university of california irvine's beale applied innovation center <laughs>